Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. And welcome this spring training report and this hour of coverage sponsored by Wilkie Window and Door. Tom Ackerman coming to you from the T.R. Hughes Broadcast Center. And here we are, Jupiter, Florida, and we will be with you until noon today when we'll hand it off to Ricky Horton, who will then hand it off to John Rooney for the first pitch at 12-10 today. The Cardinals and the Mets from Port St. Lucie. We're going to be joined shortly by Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock. We also will hear from a number of players, Nolan Arenado and Jack Flaherty and Corey Dickerson and we're going to be hearing from manager Ali Marmel as well and much more to come on sports on a Sunday morning from Mike Claiborne a visit with the Cardinals broadcaster Travis Ford also is going to be with us as well uh, John Mosellock has just let me know that he is free and ready to go so we'll have our producer James O'Sullivan Give him a call as we start things off on this show. And we have a a lot to get to, of course, when it comes to college basketball. So we'll definitely touch on that. I know Illinois fans are going to want to hear about their team. And they are going to be coming up here at 11-10, tipping off against uh, Houston. A really good team in Kelvin Sampson. Uh, That'll be coming up as well next hour. Also, Mizzou is closing in on their new coach, Dennis Gates. We're going to get Mike Claiborne's thoughts on that. And lots and lots of baseball. And that's where we start live with John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations. Mo, good morning from Jupiter, Florida. And first of all, let me say thank you uh, for these accommodations. The, we, For people that don't realize, you are uh, definitely the one, uh, one of those who has to approve this and set this up for us. And we have a great studio right across the street from the ballpark looking at it right now. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it has worked out kind of nice, right? I mean, obviously, this space at Roger Dean is to a point where uh, we're uh, sort of uh, splitting the seams of the building. But, you know, to try to accommodate you guys, the the written media is just something that uh, getting that rental property across the street was really helpful. So I did join you. No, it has been nice, and it's good for us here to have a studio and to be able to be able to do what we do and our broadcasters are waiting for us in port st Lucie at the end of this show to do a ball game and here we go i mean we made it uh, <laughs> there was a time there where i wasn't sure we were going to make it but we did one game in the books mo and another one today against the mets yeah it's nice that we're into that game cycle now and allowing the players to get the work they need and to prepare for a season it's certainly going to be a different camp there's no doubt about it um, obviously from a calendar standpoint 
Um, things are going to be shortened, tightened, and, and as a as a staff, we have to have a good strategy on preparation to make sure by the time we get to our April 7th that we are prepared and ready to go. And obviously, I think the biggest stress points are going to be uh, on pitching and how we um, you know really sort of tackle April. But um, you know, I can tell you that we're thinking thoroughly through that and uh, roster together that can protect us on those innings. Yeah, you definitely have had already a couple of things happen, and we'll talk about that. Miles Michaelis is the starter today. Drew Verhagen is in the mix uh, for a starting spot in the rotation, and he is going to pitch today among others. So really looking forward to hearing and seeing what he's all about. Uh, Jack Flaherty is here. Uh, He is on campus and uh, dealing with his right shoulder issue. What is the next step for him now? You told us uh, a couple of days ago some rest and two weeks of non-throw is that still the case i believe that is the plan and you know i think the biggest thing for us is you know we want to figure out a way um to get him back but the most important thing is to be patient and try to do it right and so you know i think uh, our medical staff is is you know putting a lot of thought into what this should look like and how we can uh, prepare to get it to where we're comfortable with it and so i think over the next uh few days we'll have that um, strategy out there and you know I think from Jack's standpoint it's just getting into that routine and 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 really just following it and being disciplined and and you know fingers crossed it, it works out um, clearly he's someone that uh, we hope has a, a major contribution to this club as we look at 2022. Yeah it seems like and he talked a little bit today outside the clubhouse that for him it really comes down to mechanics here that he just needs to get things back going mechanically, that it just wasn't smooth. And if he can do that, he feels that maybe, maybe once they get uh, some of this inflammation cleared out with that PRP injection, that he can move forward. Is that how you understand it? And as your medical team continues to gain knowledge, um, you know, how did we get to this point? It's, it's, not, uh, it's not the easiest thing to see any pitcher uh, go through something like this. Well, it's tough. I mean, obviously, we had over 100 days of, of, you know, very very little or no, well, actually no communication at all. So, you know, we are where we are, and now it's, you know, can our medical team, our performance team, and our pitching coaches put together a plan that, that gets him to where he feels confident in what he's doing? As he points out, he feels it's it's more of a mechanical issue. If that's the case, that's great news because that's, you know, something that we can work with. And so, again, our fingers are crossed that he can do that. Uh, the other one is Alex Reyes seems like, and not knowing the timeline for Jack, of course, it seems like Alex's could be just a tad longer um, or maybe a lot longer. I, it's just hard to know. But his is a little bit different, isn't it, Mo? A stem cell injection for him, and he is also dealing with a, a labrum issue, a, a frayed labrum on his part. Yeah, obviously, uh, um, you know, these types of injections are probably from a similar family. Uh, PRP tends to be to help with with inflammation. A stem cell is trying to help um, sort of repair the tissue, if you will. So there is a distinction there. But, you know, in Alex's case, we just have to be patient. We certainly know that he'll be no throw for the first month, and then we'll sort of see where he's at and then uh, take those next steps. But you know, fingers are crossed, too, that he gets back on the mound this year and he can contribute. 
Good to see the smiling face of Giovanni Gallegos walking around the other day. It was great to see him back. And then back to your fifth starter competition. Uh, we've talked about this, and you have – it's wide open. I mean, there's a lot of candidates. So let's start with the guy who's throwing today, Drew Verhagen. Looks the part, doesn't he? Big, tall, strong right-hander. Cardinals have had a number of those through the – and you're going to want him to pound the zone and, and, and low in the zone to get those ground balls. If he can do that, he could – could be one of these with the inside track for that job. I think when when you look back to the success of our, our team in the second half of the season last year, the biggest difference for us was was our starters and our pitchers started throwing more strikes. And when they did that, we were able to take advantage of our defense. We were able to shorten innings, and we just became much more efficient. So, you know, a lot's been made out of our off-season strategy of what we were looking for or why we didn't sign someone or why we didn't do this. But we tried to identify people that we thought could could follow that model. In other words, pound the strike zone, get ground balls, keep the ball in the ballpark, and we think that'll be our, our secret to our success. So that's our hope. And when you look at somebody like a, a Verhagen or a Brooksy, even though those guys were doing it in a different league, those typically still translate if you're throwing strikes and getting ground balls to this league. And, you know, that's the bet we're making, and, and hopefully we get it right. Uh, Aaron Brooks had five strikeouts in his two innings, again, against a lower-level Houston lineup, granted, but strike-throwing, strike-throwing, and he definitely has that ability. We've heard you talk about Jake Woodford and how much you think of him. We've watched him for a long time, so we know the club thinks highly of him. I am very curious about Matthew Libertor because he came in in the trade with the Rays. You've watched him develop. The one word that I keep hearing from you and from Ali Marmel is competitive, that you're starting to see that competitive nature of him that gets, I think, everybody excited. Just your feelings on Matthew Libertor in all of this. Well, I think like always the sort of simple way to always think through these things is like if we were to actually ask the pitcher, in, in this case Libby, like where does he want to pitch this year? You know, last year he would have said like, oh, maybe I'll make the big leagues. You know, this year he wants to pitch in the big leagues. And that's a little bit of a, a different mindset. And if you think back to his second half at AAA last year, he, he was very, very successful. And so ultimately, he's going to build off of that, and he's going to put himself in a competitive mode. Now, this camp's a little different than normal. It's short uh, We're going to have to make some decisions based on what we're seeing, based on what's done, and how they fit in. But, you know, ultimately, he's a, he's a name that I think the, the, you know, the city of St. Louis is ultimately going to see pitch in the big leagues at some point this year. When, I don't know. Could be as soon as April, or it could be sometime along the way. But um, he's certainly putting himself in a place where. And uh, you have Johan Oviedo could also be part of that mix. The free agent market, as you noticed, re- as you noted, uh, really had started to thin out, um, and so it looks like an internal option unless something changes. But that free agent market, uh, just for position players and pitchers, wow, uh, what a. What a frenzy it was over the last couple of days. We're starting to see more and more reports, John. Just, uh, I guess, not uh, not surprising, right, coming out of the lockout that you were going to have a lot of players move, but some big dollars being moved as well. Right. I mean, like, look, these guys have to have jobs. I think that's always been the argument of trying to have, like, a, a window of free agency like other sports tend to do because then you have that excitement and, and kind of uh, – 
craziness over a period of time. And so, you know, ultimately people got to experience it post lockout. Um, I hope we don't have to experience that ever again in the sense of post lockout, but I think uh, creating that sort of buzz was pretty fun to follow. What about Yadier Molina walking in here tomorrow? You talk about a buzz, uh, and, of course, the team was very sensitive to the fact that there was a, a personal reason for it. You gave him the privacy and the space that he needed, and now here he is. Uh, when he walks through that door on Monday, and we would expect it to be sometime before the team works out, that's a that's a game-changer for you, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's uh, – obviously, it's going to be a welcome face to see, and uh, – you know, looking forward to that. And uh, I think it's a special year for him, for Wayno, And, you know, obviously I think, you know, speaking for all Cardinal fans, that this is what we want to see. And, uh, we'll get that exposure. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's uh, not just uh, a final lap around the track, but it's also one that becomes historic and even more memorable. And then finally, for you personally, this spring training and this season being accelerated here, your job uh, never ends as you, and I would never assume that you're not looking outside the, the market for something, but also you have arbitration to deal with. That is fast approaching. How do you uh, deal with all of that as we start to head into the season? Well, it'll be interesting, right? Because normally when you have filing date or exchange date, I should say, um, it tends to be like super busy and I suspect Tuesday will probably replicate that. Um, don't know if, uh, like we'll have a little bit more action earlier. Uh, I think like today we plan on making sure we touch base with all agents and sort of get a sense of like how the next uh, 48 hours will unfold. Well, I appreciate the time very much for you to join us live on a busy day as your team gets ready to head north is much appreciated. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for the information and we will catch up with you real soon. All right, that sounds good. Thanks, Tommy. Always good to talk to John Mosellock, the Cardinals president of baseball operations, joining us from Jupiter here in Florida as the Cardinals are about to hop on a bus. 11.30 is departure here local time, and they go up to Port St. Lucie to take on the Mets. Meanwhile, here we have a lot to discuss, and we have a lot of players to hear from. Nolan Arenado sat down with me and chatted with me for quite a while uh, about his career, about his adjustment to St. Louis and there's a lot of love for St. Louis from Nolan Arenado right now so we're going to hear him talk at 11:30 here on Sports on a Sunday morning. Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens, will be with us at 10:30 coming up in just 10 minutes and his season has come to an end but just like we talked with Mo it never really ends for a coach recruiting planning and what next year's team is going to look like. I also want to ask him about the NCAA tournament. Oh, my gosh, his alma mater, Kentucky. I wonder what he thinks about that, getting knocked out by St. Peter's. What in the world happened then? St. Peter's in the Sweet 16 now. 10.45, we'll circle back to Jupiter here. Mike Claiborne is going to join us to discuss a number of things, including Mizzou closing in on their new basketball coach. And then the 11 o'clock hour, I mentioned Corey Dickerson. What a interesting personality he is. Kind of an old-school mentality, but a very advanced thinker when it comes to baseball. I think he has a future as a sports psychologist or a hitting coach. We're going to hear from the new outfielder on the way. And uh, at uh, ten thirty, at 11.30, Arnato, 11.45, Cardinals manager, Ali Marmel. It's all next. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX continues right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. Thanks so much to John Mozalock for joining us. You heard him say in there that, hey, if, if Flaherty thinks that it is a compensation, you know, he overcompensated for having his oblique, if he thinks that it, it has a lot to do with mechanics and if he can get that right, then he could be on the right track. Again, there's an, this all depends on the inflammation coming down from the injection. But if that happens, if they can get the inflammation cleared out and he believes that he can pitch – with the slap tear and that it's about the mechanics, then he said, then that's good. Um, so here, I want you to listen to this, though. This is what Flaherty just said. This was about an hour and a half ago, something like that, right outside the Cardinals clubhouse. Um, no, the next few days we'll just get, we'll, we'll start working toward, we're working on this process, start working towards things. Um, yeah, I won't throw for a you know, week or two and then uh, kind of work from there and then work on uh, moving forward. Going from there. What's the? What do you think the first kind of steps will be? Will be you have to start a throwing program? Yeah, well, yeah, well, I've started a throwing program and then work from there. Um, I've got some, some things to clean up. I started doing some uh, some things mechanically that were not uh, not normal. I just started leading to some things, uh, whether that's post oblique or or not. You know, we're still trying to figure out. But um, yeah, it was just something that we, we got to clean up a few things and then. Uh, We'll work from there, start throwing program, and then slowly, you know, work our way back into it. Do you think? Do you think this is something that could have been avoided if you guys didn't have a lockout? Uh, I don't know about could have been avoided. You know, look with with the lockout, you do everything you can to uh, to work through things, and so when you know 
started feeling a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit of like just not smooth. Uh, you know, obviously went, got it looked at, got it checked out. Um, you know, went to went in, and saw Neil, and we went. You know, we worked through some things, and you know, we tried to to work back, and then the lockout ended you know, just abruptly. And so it was one of those things. We came here, and uh, you know, we want, they want to get their hands on me, look at it. Um, got the same sort of stuff as I got before from him. Um, so it, we, you know, I went and did everything I could through, through the lockout. Um, it was just hard, you know, communication-wise to communicate to them what was going on. So, you know, when we lock, we talked when the lockout ended, and it was it was news to them, obviously, because we couldn't say anything. But um, it's not like I wasn't working to get everything done. Jack, can you provide further? clarity on why the PRP injection was for that shoulder inflammation? Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, you know, obviously things have come out about what, you know, they think is wrong, but, you know, the, uh, in terms of, you know, what was said before, that's obviously, that's been around for a while. It's not something that's new. Um, for it to come out now is kind of, is, is, is interesting for it to come out right now. Um, there was some other information in there that had to get cleared out that, you know, if that's not in there, I've, I've been fine before. I've never had any issues. Um, the oblique was one thing. That's the first thing I've ever had to deal with, which was, I mean, that's just a, kind of a freak injury. And then, you know, from there, we did, I started doing some things that probably not normal. I, you know, I compensated a lot. I would maybe compensated a lot, started changing some things. And then, um, you know, so we're just diving into the mechanics of it and seeing what kind of needs to be fixed. Um, but there's some information in there that had to get cleared out and then uh you know things just kind of not moving smoothly in there that hopefully when that gets cleared out that uh that'll do its job so the concern is again more of the shoulder inflammation than anything else. yeah i mean it, it's it's just getting things right getting these these mechanics down hopefully once that goes everything else just moves smoothly that, but that's more the concern than, than anything else have you had a chance to look at your mechanics from the past and figure out where the disconnect is oh yeah there's there's some some Real simple stuff that I started that was that I was doing that I look at and I don't, I don't know where that started from or where that where that happened. Uh, things that just don't kind of make sense. Um, but you know, hopefully things that aren't too difficult to fix. You know, I'll, I'll look at it day and night and, and work through it and you know, do whatever I have to. Do. Jack, on a basic like baseline level, how would you like us to describe what like the condition right now? Is I know Derek had reported bursitis. Is that a word that you would like us? Use, what, what, what would you call it? I guess. I mean, that's one of the things that's one of the things that was going on. That's that's it's fine with me. That's one of the things that's been going on. There's um, yeah, there was just there was stuff that the PRP was to address some of that stuff that was going on. As a competitor, how frustrating is this for you? Uh, of course, it's frustrating. You want to be out there and be with the team, be with these guys. You know, everybody put in their work over the lockout. Um, you know, myself included, to be ready to go. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, and same thing for A-Ray. I know that he's, you know, he's a competitor too, and that guy's been through so much. And you know, mentally, just thinking about the stuff that he's had to go through, just wanting to be there with him, you know, every step of the way. But yeah, I mean, I know these guys are going to go out and hold it down for you know the, this little beginning part of the season, and then uh, and then we find to join them. You're going to participate in everything you can here in spring. Is that the plan? Yeah, it's just going to be good to be be around these guys and and be here and. And uh, you know, work through some things, do what I can to, you know, watch guys and you know, pick up little things and help out here and there. Kind of the same way it was when uh, hurt my oblique. Just work through things that way. How similar is the sensation in your shoulder to what happened late last year? Come back. Uh, 
different. That was more pain. Uh, that was like more pain. This was a little bit more like just it just wasn't smooth. Yeah. It just yeah yeah going through the lock going through the lockout. You know it was we we got it looked at after the season was done and in between that span between you know the season ending and then the and then the lockout starting we you know, looked at and worked through some things. Everything was fine through then and then uh, there was just you know towards the end of it where it just kind of just one of those just didn't feel right. And so you go get looked at, and then, you know, you look at the calendar, and you're like, uh, well, at some point this thing's going to end here soon. And, it, um, you know, when it ended, then it was, okay, let's get out, to, let's get out here and get with the team. Um, they, wanted to get, they wanted to look at it and go through it that way. So, um, you know, we had it looked at in that, in that span of when there was a, it was not smooth, um, but there was only so much, so much we could do at that point. That's John Mosellock's uh, pitcher, Jack Flaherty. So you heard Mo talking and then Jack Flaherty. It does seem like uh, the two initially uh, were looking at it in different ways. The doctors are all weighing in on it as well. There are a lot of people involved in this, and I think that Ali Marmel put it really well uh, in his address, which you'll hear a little bit later in the show, is that, you know, this is a family, and they, they are – this is not the last time that – something like that will happen where there are a couple of different opinions. They did seek a second opinion on Flaherty. There, there are, uh, they at times were talking about two different things. It seemed Jack Flaherty thinking more that it's uh, inflammation and then a mechanical thing. Initially it was brought up that he has a slap tear in his shoulder, which he said he's had uh, for a handful of years and he's actually pitched through. So uh, hopefully the bottom line is everybody wants the same thing. They want Jack Flaherty to get better and to pitch and to be good. And, and when you get him back on the mound, you're going to be a much better team. And hopefully that happens sooner than later. But he is here in Jupiter, and he will begin that program, not throwing right away, but he's going to start working his way back and getting those mechanics back in order. When we take a break from the Stiefel Sports Studio, we are going to be joined by Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens. We'll switch gears briefly to college basketball. The SLU coach will be with us. I'm going to ask him to play college basketball analyst as well and what he's seen from March Madness. It's on the way. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX continues right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live and local, this is St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome back to Jupiter, Florida. Cardinals spring training coverage here. And our Billiken report is sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Head coach Travis Ford, sorry for being eight minutes late off your normal time of 1030. Uh, we have uh, some baseball to talk about here and some basketball as well. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. Uh, hope everything's going well down there. Yeah, it's going pretty well down here. We definitely have a couple of pitching injuries you got to work through. You would know about injuries and at the start of the season. That, that's no fun. But I, I will say this about your team, and I know it, it ended shorter than you wanted it to, but that's a basketball team that fought. And you know, I think some people, not this radio station, but th- there were people that counted you out after Javante Perkins got hurt. And your team became one of the best teams in the Atlantic 10. You had an opportunity to get to the NCAA tournament. A really good team knocked you out of that tournament, Travis. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, I'm very proud of this team. Um, You know, we all wish we could have went further, won more games. I think probably 98% of all of teams in America feel that way to an extent. Um, but when you lose players like Jordan Goodwin, Hassan French, Javante Perkins, uh, especially how we lost Javante and this team and the schedule we put together thinking we had Javante, uh, to end up with 23 wins uh, is a really good season. Uh, again, we wish we could have went further, won more games, but really proud of how every player, and this is the thing I told him after our last game, the thing I'm most proud of is how every player improved in their role got better uh, in their role from obviously Yuri Collins went from not being on an all-conference team at all to being first team. Gibson Jimerson got better. Francis Okoro went from averaging three points a game to almost 12 points a game, 14 points a game in the month of January, February, March. Fred Thatch, I can go down the line. Everybody accepted a bigger, better role and got better at it, and I'm really, really proud of that. This is not an easy question to answer because there are still some things that need to be decided, but what does your team look like in 22-23, Travis Ford? still seems like you have yourself uh, a program that's going to be tough to deal with. Yeah, I think so. Um, hopefully we can return a lot of these guys and, um, and, and, and add a few pieces. Uh, but I think, you know, nowadays – uh, as we all know, rosters are ever-changing uh, thing in today's environment of college athletics. Uh, but I like our team. I like where we're at. Uh, I like the guys that are returning. Um, get everybody healthy, and I think we got a chance to uh, be a really, really good team. I mean, again, as I told my team, we need to build off 23 wins, build off that, and hopefully make it even better. How about this NCAA tournament? Let's start with the team that knocked you out of the A-10 tournament. Davidson uh, took Duke, uh, I'm sorry, took Michigan State down to the wire. Uh, I actually had them winning that in my bracket, and they almost had them. I mean, they shoot threes like they're layups. It's unreal. I mean, that team yeah. is just, they're unbelievable. It, 
they're really, really good. I, I had them picked to win that as well. I thought they would beat Michigan State. I thought, and I picked Richmond to win their first game. Uh, I just thought those two teams are two hard teams to guard. Um, to you know, especially Richmond, veteran, extremely veteran team. Uh, Davidson's been good all year long, uh, but you know I, I think both of them played extremely well in the tournament. Uh, Richmond winning one game, uh, Davidson coming up a little bit short, but we all know how good Michigan State is. Illinois is going to play Houston a little later this morning. We're about a half an hour away from that. I know a lot of people are paying attention to that, but I got to say that the story of the tournament is St. Peter's, and sorry about your Alma mater getting knocked out. Kentucky loses in the first round, but man, St. Peter's, what a story. The little school, I'll tell you, those New York kids, they're not going to get pushed around. New Jersey City, uh, they go, they beat Kentucky, and then they beat Murray State. Here they are in the Sweet 16. Yeah, you know, this is a team that, uh, you know, obviously had an incredible game against Kentucky. There's a lot of unhappy fans in Lexington right now uh, and in the Bluegrass State, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, they play in a tough competitive league that's probably prepared them to an extent with Iona and Monmouth, and there's a lot of good competition in that league. Uh, I kept hearing about St. Peter's throughout the year, uh, but I think, that you know, there's always a team, a couple teams that get hot this time of year. It's, it's every year. St. Peter's seems to be that team this year, extremely well coached. Uh, a veteran team, again, another veteran team with really good talent. So, yeah, it was, uh, and they beat a really good Murray State team yesterday. Yes, they did beat a really good Murray State team, and now here they are awaiting the winner of Texas and Purdue. Big Ten with a strong showing so far. Crazy game yesterday between North Carolina and Baylor. There is just nothing like March Madness. What is this? I guess final thing for you. What is this time like for you? Are you able to take some time to consume this tournament, or are you consumed with? all of your other duties, like putting together your team, recruiting, et cetera? Yeah, a little bit of everything. I, You know, I catch a few teams that uh, either I know their coach or I have, you know, I know something about the team, and I'll watch a little bit of it uh, off and on. But, yeah, we're obviously, you know, our, our school's finishing up spring, spring break this week, so we'll dive into next week recruiting and uh, figuring out kind of where our roster's at, things like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, – a lot going on right when the season ends you got to get caught up on a lot of things that uh you know that during the season you're so focused on the next game that there's a lot to get caught up with well looking forward to everything that's about to happen at SLU, a lachlan family champion center and and everything that's going to go up there at chaffetz arena the future is bright for SLU, that's for sure and for travis ford thank you for all of these visits we absolutely love being your partner and we look forward to another year of broadcasts. Hopefully uh, c- the time goes by quickly. No, I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys, Tom. You're the best. Thanks for all the support. And always enjoy talking with you on Sunday uh, mornings. Um, and hopefully uh, we can get together this summer. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll stay in touch. Maybe I'll see you at that golf tournament that you guys do. Uh, Travis Ford with us on KMOX. Thank you. Our visit sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Coming up next, Mike Claiborne, Cardinals broadcaster from right here in Jupiter, Florida. From the Stiefel Sports Studio. Sports on a Sunday morning continues from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Just heard from Slew coach Travis Ford. Great to catch up with him. Back to Jupiter now outside the Cardinals clubhouse with Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne. Actually, on that topic, before we talk some baseball 
How about, the, first of all, the NCAA tournament's been crazy, but secondly, Mizzou looks like they're closing in on Dennis Gates as their coach. The reports are Mizzou hasn't said anything yet, but that they are going to approve it through the Board of Curators first. Dennis Gates, Cleveland State coach, and has had many stops as an assistant. Yeah, he's had a lot of stops, and he's worked with a lot of good coaches, so I would think that that would certainly help him. Uh, Cleveland State's a little different than Missouri as far as a conference is concerned. He's got the Chicago roots. Uh, I think, Tom, it really depends on what his staff looks like. Uh, we, we saw what took place with the previous coach where we didn't think recruiting was where it needed to be. So that's the first and foremost issue that they've got to address right off the bat. But overall, uh, his, his credentials are ones that you will pay attention to. And now we just have to see if he can put everything else together, if he's going to be the guy. Yeah. I, I had a couple of other guys I was looking at. I don't know about you. I kind of I thought I might want to kick the tires on Frank Martin. And I know he's been around. He's a lifer. But he was in South Carolina, and that, that thing kind of got out of control. But if you listen to him talk and you see his work, his work you think he's a, not a bad coach. But maybe they want to go younger. Maybe they want a guy who feels like this would be his final spot. Yeah, no, I get that. And this is a – it's a big job. I mean, it's the SEC and yeah. it's Mizzou. Mizzou's still a really good job. And I understand – the reaction already from people who don't know who Dennis Gates is, who wanted a big flashy, so did I. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, it's Missouri. I mean, you want somebody big, but I'm willing to give it a chance in that Gates does have that Leonard Hamilton connection at Florida State. He's widely regarded as a recruiter. He started as a high school kid at Whitney Young, which is a Chicago powerhouse. He's got connections all through there. When the DePaul job was open last year, his name was mentioned. So who knows? Yeah, and more than anything else, we hope it works out for him. I, I think when you're an athletic director, the one thing you want to do is hire a guy once or a woman once and move on and, and not have to come back and revisit it. So let's hope that this is going to be something that works out for everybody and hopefully he can start a tradition uh, because that's something Missouri's kind of gotten away from. They don't really have the true tradition that you see some other programs that are starting to develop. So. It starts with him getting the job and getting his house in order as far as getting some good players in. So where you and I stand right now on the sidewalk that leads into the Cardinals clubhouse, tomorrow at this time, Yadier Molina is expected to walk through. And no way to minimize it. That's a big moment for this organization. It, it is, and I expect the marching band to be here as well <laughs> when he gets here. Uh, it's his final spring training, and it's something that, you and I have been at this long enough where it's it's been accustomed to see him and Wayno here. Uh, and I guarantee you the, the mood and the tempo will change a little bit when, once he gets here. Um, I know when they mentioned he was going to be out, I really didn't have a great concern. I was more concerned about April 7th. But when you look at the impact that he has when he comes into spring training and he works out before he comes here, uh, it's something that we, we've come to appreciate, and I think it's something we're going to miss. I'm with you on that 100%. And who knows what Wainwright's future is, you know, but he has looked good so far. And Miles Michaelis starts today against the Mets in Port St. Lucie. We'll have the broadcast, of course. Steven Matz tomorrow against the Nationals. Then you're going to see Dakota Hudson at some point, and then... I don't know the answer to that. And, I don't and think anybody Nobody knows, knows yeah. who that fifth starter will be. Who do you think uh, right now has the inside track? Well, you know, that's a good question. I, I think it's wide open. I think the Vergerhagen is a guy that they obviously have to look at. They, they paid him a lot of money to come over, so I think he's going to have the inside track. But 
You never know, Tom. I mean, th th you still have to figure out who's going to slide back to the bullpen. That's another area that we haven't really started to address yet. Who's going to be in the bullpen? We know Hicks, if he's healthy, he's going to be there. Gallegos, uh, McDonald. Uh, there's going to be some guys that we saw from last year we know are going to be there. But there are going to be some guys in that, g that gap that they brought in for, for spring training that we don't know what their role is going to be. Are they going to bolster Memphis, or are they actually going to be competing for some innings in the bullpen? So it's something I think we'll pay attention to, I think, starting next week once we go through the rotation once. One thing, can we say congratulations to Incarnate Word Academy. 66-game, 67-game winning streak, five state championships. Dan Rolfes, congratulations on what he's been able to do. Uh, we're all proud of you and a nationally ranked team. And we had some other good schools. Burroughs won yesterday as well, Vashon, CBC. So St. Louis basketball is alive and well. Now it's up to the coaches to get some of them to stick around. Absolutely right. Can't wait to see what the future holds for our area and that goes all the way to maybe Jason Tatum becoming the best player in the NBA. I mean, he is on that track. He's got a head start. There's know? no doubt about that. He's got a head start. There's very few flaws in his game. I can't think of one of them right now. I don't mean either. Big basketball fan is Jack Flaherty, and I do want to kind of end on that because we had John Mozalock at the start of the show, and then we played Jack's comments. You know, two different versions of kind of what he's going through, although – we had Mo earlier today kind of updating us on what's going on. It does feel like these things, as Ali Marmel just told us, do happen. I mean, they, they do happen in organizations. It's, it's an interesting situation that he's going through. It really comes down to, he says, mechanics. He's got to get it back, get himself smooth, get that inflammation down, and get back to doing what he loves to do. You know, you touched on something, and I'm glad you brought up when he talked about mechanics which probably led to some of the other things that he's been wrestling with. Now that they actually have zeroed in on what it is, I think that's the bigger issue is getting back on track. Uh, as you mentioned, things like what we saw happen late in the week, those things happen everywhere. So for people to put too much stock into that, I think let's just pump the brakes on it. Everybody's here, and as he said, and Ali said, it's, it's family, we'll get it worked out. And I think, I think Jack Flaherty's turned the page on it because he's got other things to focus on. Let's get back on the mound. And that's exactly what he's going to be doing, not right away, but once they get things settled down. Hopefully you can see Jack Flaherty out there, number 22, doing his thing. Mike Claiborne will do his. He's going to have the call tomorrow with yeah. John Rooney in a great ballpark, ballpark of the Palm Beaches, West Palm Beach. We have at 12.10 today the first pitch, Cards and Mets in Port St. Lucie. Claves, we appreciate it. The opposite facility compared to where we're going to be tomorrow <laughs> up in Port St. Lucie. <gasps> that is absolutely true. So stay tuned for that. But coming up next, top of the hour, we'll talk a little college basketball, and then we'll hear from Corey Dickerson, Nolan Arenado, and Ali Marmel in the second hour of Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX, back after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.